Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's Omri certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. Welcome to True Crime Garage. Wherever you are, whatever you are doing, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Nick, and with me, as always, is a man who is opposed to selling Montana to Canada. He is the Big Sky Captain. Because I don't want to lose that John Meyer guy. It's good to be seen and good to see you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. Today, we are drinking Paradise Lost by Southern Prohibition Brewing in Mississippi, garage grade four out of five bottle caps. This is a deep golden IPA with oats and a heavy handed double dry hop, plus full of flavors of peach, mango, and pineapple. ABV 8.1%, and like all IPAs, it is meant to be drank fresh. And this week's beer is brought to us by all of you good people out there. First up, we have Avery from Parts Unknown who says he is donating to help me pay off those hefty computer school loans also in parts unknown we have aaron and we are lumping bonnie into parts unknown just because i don't know where she's from but she has recommended a texas beer and a california case and what's located between texas and california and also north and east of texas and california well that my friends is parts unknown and a big cheers mates to larissa and ashley in clearfield utah and a big cheers to our friend Joni in Jacksonville, Florida. Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell. And a big nice jib to Nicholas in Wallingford, Vermont. And a big thank you to Mary in Birmingham, Alabama. And last but certainly not least, on both Team Nick and Team Captain, we have Amber. Pick a side. Pick, no. It's Unite. Form Voltron. We have no. Amber in Morrow, Oregon. So thanks, everybody, for helping us out with this week's beer run if you want to help us out with next week's get in the back of the pickup truck go to truecrimegarage.com and click on the donate button get in the back of the dump truck and get... <laughs> all right and that's enough of the business that's right everybody gather around grab a chair grab a beer let's talk some true crime 
37-year-old Jessica Johnson was found dead in June of 2017. As we said yesterday, Captain, basically tied to a mailbox post in a rural area. This is in Mississippi. Now, we started to talk about the photograph. There is what you could call a famous online photograph regarding this case. Law enforcement has called this a suicide. Her friends and family say, no way. This has to be a murder. Mm -hmm. You and I agree it's at least a mysterious death. Well, look, your, your job is to serve and protect and when people of the community that are law-abiding taxpayers, they say, hey, look, we know the person. We think this is suspicious. At least investigate it. Yeah, and yesterday we talked about what the photograph depicts and what can be seen in that photograph. We also told you where you can find it to view it for yourself. Now, looking at this photograph, because this is essentially possibly the biggest piece of, of information we have left in this case Mm -hmm. without, you know, we do have some eyewitness statements and things like that, but this is a big piece of this case that has remained. So your first, your initial reaction when you see this photograph, what, what jumps off the page to you? Is there anything in particular that, that jumps off the page to you? Well, I think the first thing that we talked about on the phone last week is that around her neck, the shoelace that's around her neck also has hair caught in it. Yeah. And her, her hair is in that, in the shoelace. You yeah. Know? And, and to me, if somebody was going to, it would be like a subconscious thing where maybe if you're going to put something around your neck, especially a female that has to deal with a lot of hair, that she's going to pull that hair through the shoe lace. Hmm. And so to me that is kind of points me, I lean towards the idea that that makes it seem like somebody put that around her neck and that she didn't put it around her neck herself. The first thing that I think jumps off the page to me immediately is the positioning of her body. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we stated, this post, this mailbox is about 38 inches high. So with the positioning of her body, she's almost squatting, sitting down. She's sitting on her feet. Right. And one thing we talked about was that if, if, if this was an attempted suicide or if this was a suicide, one thing you have to keep in mind with the position of her body she could have just, if she would have panicked at the last second, she could have just stood up mm-hmm. and it would have stopped. It would have stopped, uh, the, the shoestrings from constricting around her, her neck. Now we did talk about our clothes yesterday and mm-hmm. saying that these are clothes that the family are like, man, eh, we don't think she'd wear these. Now she did pick up her friend. So I would like to know from her friend, was she wearing these clothes when she saw her? Or was there a change afterwards? Oh, yeah, 515? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'll get to that later on. I'll bring up that point again later on. But again, then you see this purse, and you see that this charger is kind of out of the purse. Mm-hmm. I had a friend, my friend Morgan was looking at this picture, and he was saying, well, maybe, you know, if it was a suicide, and she's going, well, maybe these shoestrings, or maybe this charger cord. Yeah. Maybe that's why it's out of the purse. 
that's the other thing. I don't know the length of that charger cord, but if you were looking to pick an item to hang yourself with, if that cord is long enough, that's what you're going to pick over the shoestrings, in my opinion. And keep in mind, I find it strange that the shoes are found very far away from her. You Mm -hmm. know, the police report is weird. It reads weird about where the shoes were found. It seems to indicate that they were either found up near the home or inside the house itself. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, at least a hundred yards away. And she's got the shoestrings there with her. The other thing that jumps off the page to me is, well, okay. Not to cut you off and be rude, but I'm going to pull a captain. I would like to know what the condition of her socks are or her feet, because that would show us something which we can't see in the, right. the if, photograph. If they, if she took off the shoes, you know, if it went down like the friend Jesse said, where she was making threats that she's going to kill herself, and then she threw her shoes somewhere and and decided, well, I'm going to start walking with the the shoelace. We would have some evidence that, of that on the bottom of her feet. The other thing to keep in mind regarding Jesse's statements and others, you know, other people's statements, it's believed she was last seen, if we're to believe them, she was last seen around 6 p.m. the night before. She's found around 11 a.m. the next day. Right. The death report states that they believe she was, she died sometime in the early morning hours. So if that report is correct, and we've talked about in the past of questioning the the time of death, and it's not so, it's not such an an exact science all the time, all of the time. Right, it's not black and white. Uh, Where would she have been for, we're talking about hours. So even if you go to the earliest point, right, early in that morning, the earliest point would be 12.01 a.m., that's still a six-hour difference right. at the very earliest point. Yeah, I think that, to me, is another red flag. We we know that the time of death would have, like you said, there was a smaller window. So, oh, we haven't seen her since 6 o'clock. Well, so she was missing for how many hours before she decided to take her own life? Mm-hmm. Like, that just seems fishy to me. That's a red flag. We need to investigate the details of that night a little bit more and to see if these guys are telling the truth. Because I, I just don't believe so. I don't think the last time she was saw by these guys was 6 o'clock. And I'm with the the general public who have viewed this photograph seem to believe that her purse looks more like it was placed there after um, she, you know, was killed. I would agree that it looks that way to me as well. But then I have to keep in mind what we know regarding eyewitness statements. We do know that the, the second mail carrier that showed up when, when the first mail carrier saw this Mm -hmm. panicked, called a colleague, the second mail carrier shows up and did go through the purse because we know that he gave the driver's license to the responding police officers. Right, and which is might be the reason why the, the cord is sticking out. Right. Because those, those cords aren't super, 
that there's some stiffness to those chords. So if you just kind of pull some stuff out and you bump it, it could kind of be hanging up outside the purse by itself. So that could be a reason for that. Well, and it also could very likely be the reason why the purse appears to have been placed there after she was killed. Because mm-hmm. if if this person picked up, if the mailman picked up the purse to retrieve the driver's license, judging by this picture, he would have placed it back down at some point. Right. right? Yeah. So that, that could explain the cord being out. That could also explain the positioning of the purse itself. Well, I'm, I'm going to say something that... I know that there is a picture. The picture that you're going to commonly find is Jessica's face is blurred out. Mm-hmm. And that becomes an issue, and I'll, I'll explain why. Because if you look at this post, the main post that's going vertical, so there's three posts, one that goes vertical, and then that one goes horizontal that holds the mailbox. Mm-hmm. And so those come to a 90-degree angle you can see the shoelace has slipped down in between them. Right. And it's probably stopped on a nail. Yeah. So what's interesting is if you look at the way, because I always thought the oh, shoelace being tied one time, it's not like they doubled it up for strength or anything. It's there's They're too connected to make a big circle. To make a long, a long length of rope. Right. But so... What we do know is when I first looked at it, it looked like, well, is there just a single strand that, you know, did did she tie the shoelace into some kind of a noose? Or is it just a big circle that she took and twisted around her neck and then put the other end, you know, up over this post? Well, it's been it's been described as basically a figure eight. Okay. With with one loop going around the neck, one loop going the bigger loop going around the the mailbox post. Right. Where and that you can't see the back side of where the other the shoelace would be coming out of the back side. Does that make sense? Um. So I think there is some things that are kind of missing here. But at first, it, it does look like somebody put her there or it's staged for some manner. Mm-hmm. But the more I thought about it, the more I think about just the um, uh, mechanics of all of it, it's very possible that she could have took her own life by this and maybe not even meaning to. Mm-hmm. Now where the argument becomes with that theory is, well, if you weren't meaning to take your own life, She's in a position, like you said, if she started to struggle, boom, she's, all she has to do is stand up. Yeah. But the argument I have here is, what if, this is just speculation, but what if it was one of those things, kind of like the pass out game? Mm-hmm. So you're not cutting off, when you do the pass out game, you're not cutting off your airway. You're, you're basically cutting off the blood circulation to your brain. Mm-hmm. So is it possible that she put herself in this position and then she passed out and then because of passing out and because of the weight that would cause the strangulation? It's possible. But so, so here's the, the big question that I have when I see this and mm-hmm. 
I've, you know, I've blown this picture up as much as I can. I've, I've, you know, even got out the magnifying glass and, and tried to really see as close up close and personal as possible. But from what I can see here is okay. So if you look closely at the picture of Jessica tied to the mailbox, her head is actually tilted up mm-hmm. and the lace around her neck is clearly visible. It doesn't seem it seems weird to me that, that you could possibly hang yourself at this angle. And and furthermore, it does not appear to be cutting. The lace does not appear to be cutting into her throat or causing much constriction at all. Yeah, there, but it's OK. And what I mean here is there doesn't appear to be any kind of ligature marks or indentations from the laces, which no, if you blow that up, which well, surely would have dug into her throat if she'd been there for hours. Right, but if she was there from like six to whenever they found her, but I don't think she was there that long, but it's definitely causing a dent into her neck, right? Do you see that? Or well, Okay, in the very front there, it does appear to be constricting. Right, but for strangulation, like the pounds of pressure that you need to strangle yourself is, I think, under 20 pounds. You can strangle yourself. That's why I'm saying is, is it possible that she passed out, whether it's from cutting off circulation to her, uh, to her brain or, or was it a pass out due to the drugs? And then that caused an accidental strangulation. Right. But I want to back you up to something you said just a second ago. You said you don't believe she was there for hours. Is that right? Yeah, I don't think so. Well, if if that is the case, if she wasn't there for hours, then then this is uh this is not what it seems. This is not a suicide. Why? Why is that? Because if if the cause of death is correct and she died in the early hours of that day and was not found until eleven AM, that could be as long as eleven hours. Right. So what I mean by that is if if, well, if, if you don't believe that the, this body was there in this manner for for hours, then it has to be something other than a suicide. It, it means that she died at some point and somebody put her here. No, what, what I was trying to say is that we have people at this party or people that were hanging out saying we haven't seen her six, since 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is, I think that's probably bogus, but let's say that's true. Then she's wandering around for however long, but whenever, if it is a suicide, then she didn't decide to do this till closer to daylight, if that makes any sense. Okay. And so I don't see why that would determine whether or not it was a suicide or not. No, I'm just going off of the statement that you said you don't believe she was there for hours. That 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 was just unclear to me. Um, well, maybe I should have said that I didn't think she was there for since 6 p.m. is what I'm saying. Well, and I don't think anybody thinks she was there uh, since 6 p.m. I, I think whatever happened to her and however she was placed there, that was closer to the break of day. Right. And again, though, if if. But to me, that doesn't determine whether it's a suicide or a murder. Or even an accidental death that somebody tried to cover up and make it look like a suicide. Mm-hmm. 
you know. I mean, it's it's very possible, you know, it's very possible that she OD'd on something. You know, I understand that they took a toxicology. I understand that they took a toxicology report, but they didn't investigate this as anything other than she took her own life. But if she OD'd, then again, it's not what it seems. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what we're working with here is a few, a few troublesome ideas. One that she was potentially last seen by these people at 6 PM. If the death, if the death uh, ruling was correct, not so much in the suicide, but the time of death was the early morning hours. Then we have at minimum a missing block of six hours. Yeah. If not more, a missing block of six hours. And then the other thing too, is, you know, for, for those of you out there listening, look at this photograph. If you, if you choose to, and, and the thing that I would question is, do you believe she was there and in this position for hours? And the reason why I keep going back to that is because that, that is the only way that the that law enforcement's findings are correct is that she would have had to have been here in this position for hours right again which like you said it creates at least a minimum of a 6 hour gap mm-hmm. so if we have a 6 hour gap and she's found on the property it calls for an investigation yeah and that's not to say that she couldn't have been wandering around or doing who knows what mhm that's still a possibility, but it seems odd that we have a six hour window and you touched on something that's very interesting too, because you have law enforcement with the finding of suicide, the family and friends say, no, it was a murder. And you bring up something that we talked about when we looked first looked into this case last week, the potential of, did she OD? We know that the toxicology did show high levels of drugs in her system, Right. Could something else have happened to her, and then she is later placed here in this manner, um, to as, cover it up? Well, yeah, I guess to cover it up, but that also seems weird to me too because. Well, you do some weird shit when you're on drugs. And yeah, I've but, never been on meth, but I'm guessing they do some really, really strange shit. Oh, I'm sh- I'm sure I'm sure, but but it seems to me though that if someone. If someone ODs, accidentally ODs in your house or on your premises, right? a great way of covering it up is not to hang her from a from the mailbox post in, in front of your house. Mm-hmm. It almost seems like a million other things could have been done so that you don't end up in trouble for that somehow. Right. But there's also a million other ways to live your life that's better than smoking meth, right? Yeah, but it's, so so the fact that it makes zero sense makes a lot of sense. You see what I mean? No, like the fact that I he, I see your point, but I I I fail to the position where she's sitting doesn't make any sense. the The fact that you would try to take your life with a shoelace doesn't make any sense. The fact that the hair is between, you know, is you know, the hair is between the shoelace and the neck. That doesn't make any sense to me. The the hair doesn't bother me one bit. That doesn't make any sense to me. And again, the clothes that the that the family said that she wouldn't wear 
So that doesn't make any sense. Then the shoes that they said she wouldn't wear those shoes. So that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. You know where where are you going? With the fact. This? Well, I'm just saying when when all these things don't make any sense. Sometimes it's like well. Somebody can say, well, it wouldn't make any sense to cover it up this way. Well, maybe because it, a lot of it doesn't make sense, then it makes sense. So, does that make sense? No. <laughs> I Again, I um, I see your point. I know where- These are drug addicts. They're morons. You, you know, the, there, there's people that OD and then they take the the dead body and drop it off in a hospital. This stuff happens, you know. Or, See, that would make sense to me. That would make sense to me, dropping the body off of the hospital. Yeah, but there's also people that OD and then they go bury the body. Yeah, that would make more body. sense to me than this. None of it makes any sense to me. You know, like if there was, if somebody OD'd, call the cops. Well, call, call well the duh. paramedics. Right, right. We know that. That makes the most sense to me. Right. So the fact that this doesn't make any sense. Well, none of the the other stuff makes sense to me either. Um, and I'm not saying that that's what happened. I'm just saying that that's a possibility. But that also warrants an investigation. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, it would be it, it. This should have been ruled a suspicious death, and therefore, a suspicious death has to be investigated. That's right. that's the rule. There's no getting around that. Now, what the photograph does not show is. The arm, the arm that uh, Jessica's arm that we discussed that had these marks, these bruises, these scabby marks and abrasions on her arm. Right. That the family saw when they were um, at the coroner's office, I believe. And they photographed this arm in this hand. And so let's talk about these scabby marks in the in the bruises and the print. There's also a print on Jessica's arm. Now, no one seems to know or have an idea where these bloody marks could have come from as as far as eyewitnesses go. The marks don't concern me as much in the way that maybe this is just some kind of repercussion from doing the drugs, right? Like you burnt yourself doing the drugs. The bruising concerns me more Mm -hmm. and... The print is very concerning to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Linda Johnson says that she is absolutely 100% certain that these marks, none of them, were on Jessica when she left her house on Wednesday uh, evening. Well, what about her friend? That's the that's the person that we should be wondering because if she went to pick up her friend, Kate, you would think that she would see these marks on the left hand at some point from her driving, or if she wasn't driving, then Jessica would have been in the passenger seat. So the left hand would have been very visible to her. And did she see any of these marks beforehand? Because it also makes me wonder too, like with these bruising of the wrist, was she, like you said, was she bound somewhere else? Or the other possibility is, did they carry her somewhere? Mm. And are there bruises on the right hand? That would match the left-handed, you know, hey, grab her arms, grab her feet. We'll take her out to the mailbox. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe that the bruising on her wrist, the, the there appears to be three bruises to me is what I see. And I believe the bruises on her wrist 
must have happened before death. And again, it looks to me. Well, wouldn't a proper autopsy prove that? Well, yeah. It was a postmortem wound, or and that that's the other problem. Yeah, but I, I think scientifically, the the way bruising works, it would have to happen before she died. So this is a lot of people have questioned: could it possibly be caused by some kind of restraints? You know, was she tied up? Was she, or even just a strong hand around her wrist? It doesn't, to me, it doesn't look like something she would have done to herself based on where it's located unless, Mm -hmm. unless these bruises were left from her attempting to hit someone or hit something. Right. And they were defending themselves. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Everyone is still talking about Monopoly Go for a good reason. It is an absolute hit. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Like countless crazy tournaments, you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Or timed events, offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums. Delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches. Unique playing pieces and so much more. The verdict is in. With Monopoly Go, there's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now free on the App Store and Google Play. Do you want to set your child up for success? Of course you do. That's why you need to check out IXL Learning today. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. There's one site for all kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. Kids could use it at home on their computer or on an app on your phone or a tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything for you. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. I love recommending IXL Learning. Kids can learn at home or on the go. And all my friends and family that are using it absolutely love it because it's so easy to set up and so easy to use. And even the kids that I've recommended it to their parents have told me, hey, Captain, thank you. I was having problems in math and my parents couldn't help me but IXL could. Do you want to get your kids back on track or do you just want to get your kids ahead? Do so with IXL Learning. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And True Crime Garage listeners get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com garage. Visit IXL.com slash garage to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. 
Check out IXL.com slash garage today. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. Save a lot of money with Mint Mobile. Get their great mobile wireless service delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. That's premium service at a great price. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash TCG. That's mintmobile.com slash TCG. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash TCG. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no-prep, no-mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Make your day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. I am new to Factor, and I have been loving every minute of it. I have a problem, and it's called lunch. Some days I need a pack of lunch, and some days I work from home. Whether I'm at home or whether I'm on the go, Factor is fueling my lunch from now on. Head to factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 and use code truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code truecrimegarage50 at factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All right, we're back. Cheers, Captain. I do want to point out one more thing before we move too far away from the photograph itself and, mm-hmm. and what we can see or questions that are raised by what we can or cannot see in the photograph. The, the strap to the purse, you know, we mentioned the shoelaces being an odd choice for, for anyone. 
we 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 talked about maybe the phone cord would be a more likely go to for some type of strangulation, be it suicide or murder. But chances are that the cord wasn't long enough for that. Right. But then that's where I go to the 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 purse strap. Seems like seems like another option. Another thing to to point to the shoelaces being an odd an odd choice. But again, we don't have the 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 lengths of those items in front of us for comparison. Mm-hmm. So back to the scabby marks the on the hand. We talked about the bruises a little bit. Uh, the scabby marks, Linda Johnson says she's 100% certain that these marks were not on Jessica when she left the house on Wednesday. You brought up the friend, Katie, that she picked up from work. This would have been at 515. So if we are to believe Jesse's story that she was last seen at 6 p.m., that's 45 minutes before 6 p.m. Um, you brought up, did Katie see these? My guess is no. I don't have a definitive statement from Katie in front of me to back that up. These are pretty obvious, apparent scabby marks, though. And I, I, and I know that's not the, <laughs> a great term to be calling these, but yeah. um, the, this is something that if you were talking to someone, you were in a car ride with someone, you're not going to miss these marks on her, the back of her hand. Nope. And so I feel like had she, in fact, seen them, we would have some, some statement of that. Yes, I saw those when she picked me up, and we don't have that. I think it's it's more likely that we don't have a statement from her regarding this specific item, that it points more towards they weren't there on her person at that time. Yeah, and if you look up meth burns, mm-hmm. there are similar type burns. Now, mm-hmm. not all of them are going to look like that, but well, yeah, because that is something to like I said to consider. Um, but again, those bruises are so strange. Because the, that doesn't have to go with meth, with the using of meth. Well, or you know, yeah. And the more I look at this, the bruising, it doesn't look like it's a like a thumb mark, and then another thumb mark. Initially, that's what it looks like. But the closer I'm looking at it, it looks like like there's a like strap, like there was a strap around her wrist. Hmm. I mean, there's like even indents on her wrist where I could like draw. This is where the strap would go, and that's very strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, regarding these these marks, though, according to Linda Johnson, Jessica's mother, the coroner chalked it up to some kind of contact with a gravelly surface or um, s- possible insect. Um, That's possible, but her arm also could be pushed up against that post, mm-hmm. and that post would have wood grain and it kind of resembles a little bit of a wood grain pattern. Well, I think you and I are talking about two different things here. Um, I'm talking about the bright red scabby marks. Oh, I was talking about the indent. Yeah, so let's go to the indent now because that's an interesting thing because there are some people that have brought up that it looks to them, this is uh, like an impression, almost like tracks and I don't mean uh, injection marks or anything like that. Imp- an impression on the arm that some have pointed out looks like it could have been a boot print of some kind. Mm-hmm. Some people say that if they look close enough, they can see an outline of a boot or a shoe, particularly on the left side of that print. Mm-hmm. This could be 
I mean, this could be from someone stepping on her arm after death, perhaps while tying her up or moving her. Mm-hmm. Others, though, see what, what well, it the, could be from. It could be from the goddamn police stepping on her by accident when they move her because they decided to park their police cruisers right like right on top of her basically the other thing that that some people online say that they they believe is that possibly so if if you were to believe it was a boot or shoe print Mm -hmm. now we're talking likely murder situation or they chose to cover up this drug overdose in the weirdest manner possible yeah and i look i'm with you like the likelihood like it's so weird, but I'm just saying I'm not ruling it out because these guys just seem very fishy to me. The what the other people say that would point more towards suicide is that what they believe they see the impression was made by the mailbox post itself. Yeah. As it was pressed against as her arm was pressed against the post. That's what makes sense to me. Yeah, you know what's weird about that though? That's when I I look at this photo of her hand and arm, and then I go back to the photograph of her at the mailbox Mm -hmm. because I'm trying to look for the angle, and I know that we can't see that arm and that hand because that's the one that would be behind the post there. So, yeah, it is up against – her arm is up against that post, and her shoulder is as well. Mm -hmm. But the wood grain is going straight up. And it's not impossible for the wood grain to have made those marks on her arm or that impression on her arm. Mm-hmm. I think it's less likely because of the positioning of them and the way the angle of them on that arm. What I think that makes that difficult to say definitively that it's not the wood grain is it appears to me. So she's technically behind the mailbox, right? So if you were in the street delivering the mail, mm-hmm. you would have the mailbox right directly in front of you, the post behind the mailbox, and then she's behind the post. Mm-hmm. It appears to me, and this is very common, especially in on country roads, is the the ground will go up, you know, at, up at an angle near the road once you get closer to the street especially at that mailbox. And if you look at the picture closely, it appears to me that the front of the mailbox might be on higher ground than the back of the post or where she is. Well, her arm is. Yeah. And so what I mean by that is I, you know, because if you say, well, her arm would be straight down to her side, to the left side of her and leaning up against the post and the wood grain could not have caused that indentation because they're going the wrong direction. What I say is her, the positioning of her legs and her right arm could be lower because of the ground is elevated there and that her left hand and arm might be bent somewhat as they rest on the ground. Therefore the, the wood grain itself does not need to go straight up and down for it to be the wood grain. The right. uh, the well, other also you have you have grass right and weeds and, so and I think that's probably the more likely scenario that it's not just her arm pressed into the wood grain mm-hmm. it's it's debris and grass and weeds that are smashed between her arm and the post itself right and like I don't think you 
Which believe, could go any direction. Right, and I don't think you believe that she was, you know, tied to this mailbox since 6 p.m. But, no. But even if she's tied at 6 a.m. and they find her at 11, well, that's five hours. Mm-hmm. If I sit in the grass for 15 minutes, I'm going to get, have some indents. Right. So five hours, what's that going to do? Right. And where's the weight? Her weight's leaning to that arm. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have a deeper indent that's not going to go away once they transport her. So that that makes sense to me. Right. So let's get to some witnesses and suspects. All right. So. What about the people who were actually with Jessica before she died? We have Jesse Isaacs, the homeowner and Garland's friend, spoke to a local news channel on camera. But his face is obscured in this in this um, uh, footage. He does say here that there were up to six people coming up and down, going to and from the house both Wednesday and and Thursday, others say there were more. And we actually know of three women who were there just to see Jessica. So if he says only six people came and went from the house on those, you know, through the course of that time, the time in question, that means only three of those were women that were there to see him or to see Jessica. So, so that only leaves three other additional people. That seems like a small number to me, almost that somebody's not being included, that there were more than six people going to and from that house. Mm -hmm. And there are people that say that they seem to have saw a lot of traffic during those two days. Uh, uh, going to and from that house. Well, and Jesse's either lying or he's stupid or he's just so high on drugs that he doesn't know. So it, it that becomes a conflict of trying to get to the truth because you don't know if he's lying or if he's just high. Or we also don't know that if he was actually present for the entire time on Wednesday and Thursday at the home. Right. Okay. So the conflict that we have in the stories here is we have the homeowner, Jesse, who says that only six people came to and from the house on Wednesday and Thursday. Again, the problem with that is three women came to see Jessica. We have Jessica. We have Jessica's boyfriend, Garland. We have the rumor of him being with two girls. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my public school math right there puts me at seven people. Now, let's talk about Friday morning, because that's when she was actually found. Jesse tells uh, WMC-TV, quote, and he's referring to Jessica, just she just appeared out of nowhere, it feels like, because, I mean, you had people riding up and down the street all morning. He's talking about, you know, just passerbys. Uh, people passing by on the road, not to mention the night before. One thing that's interesting here, though, too, Captain, is at 6 p.m. in in June in Mississippi, it's still daylight, you know, and I know that neither of us believe she was there at the mailbox starting at 6 p.m., but that's the last time that she was seen. In fact, that's what they're claiming. Yeah. Sunset wasn't until 8.03 p.m. that day. Um. Jesse says, 
Jesse seems to believe that Jessica's body may have been placed at the mailbox shortly before it was found. He says, quote, whatever happened to her, it didn't happen here. And then he goes on. He thinks there's something suspicious about Jessica's death. He says, quote, the way she was tied to that was kind of unsettling. You know what I mean? This is what he told WMCTV. Right, so turn over the tapes so we can see, you know, the, the footage of the mailbox. He goes on to add that kind of gave you the feeling that she didn't do it herself or she didn't do it to herself. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And again, that statement to me is enough of a red flag to go, Hey, we need to investigate this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I understand that she was a drug user, but she was also a mother and she's a person. And a lot of people get hooked on this stuff through, through the dumbest reasons. They hurt their hand at work and now they're on pain pills and then the pain pills don't work anymore so then they switch to heroin or meth or whatever so there's a lot of good people getting wrapped up in the shit and a lot of that is the big fucking pockets of pharmaceutical companies that are doing stuff that is that shouldn't be done and giving drugs to people that shouldn't be given these drugs to and but she's a mother and she's somebody in your community and this is very very suspicious and they should they should investigate this to the fullest. Well, we also have uh, Garland Hart, okay, Jessica's boyfriend, and I know he's got to be the obvious suspect yeah. in, in most people's minds. And he of, has to, be. of course, he is in mine as well. The interesting thing about him is, is is several things, but the first one is he does seem to have an alibi, or at least someone claiming he has an alibi. There's a woman that he dated after Jessica's death, okay? And she says he was with me the night before Jessica was found and the morning of. That's a, I wish we had more, well, I wish we had less of a vague statement from her regarding his alibi because the tricky thing here is Garland Hart, we have the homeowner, Jesse Isaac, saying Garland was at my house the night before. We have Katie, who took Jessica back to that house, who says Garland was there the night before. Right. There's probably another two or three witnesses that you could track down that would say that Garland was at that house on the property where Jessica was found the night before. Mm-hmm. So... That makes you think, well, this woman might just be lying for Garland Hart. But the strange thing is he ends up getting assault charges because he he hit this woman. He later gets assault charges. Oh, my God. This this guy is a piece of work. and, And that's when you wonder, well, why didn't this woman then change her story if she was lying for him? Right. Why doesn't she come out and say, look, I I was protecting him i would lied or i had my nights wrong or misremembered anything because it seems like you have more people that can put him there on that property the night before than put him elsewhere well but what's interesting though is we have a bunch of people that seem to be doing really shitty drugs and how can you believe any of them again okay uh we think her relationship was somewhat abusive and she's found 
hung by a mailbox. I'm not going to believe any of these junkies' words. I need to do some more research. Well, you know what? I'm going to go on. I'm with you 100%. We need to do some more research. This should have been investigated. I'm completely with you on that. What I am going to go with is I'm actually going to go with some of these junkies' words. And not all of them. I'm going to pick and choose. And if I cherry pick some of their statements, it goes furthermore to the fact that this should have been investigated, a thorough investigation, and it should have been labeled a suspicious death. Because the homeowner who has almost as many reasons to look guilty of something as the boyfriend. Mm hmm. He even says on camera, I think there's something suspicious about her death. I think there's something suspicious about the way she was found. She wouldn't have done that to herself. Right. He, I mean, you could, if you were going to make a list of suspects, he would be suspect number two, right? Well, he's high up on the list. And And, and, and and even he, even he is saying this is suspicious. And one of the, right. But one of the things that we're missing and that a lot of people are missing is, okay, if we take this drug addicts uh word and he goes we haven't seen her since 6 p.m well we need to look at those phone records because did she call somebody and did she get uh, did somebody pick her up and did she go to another party did she go somewhere else for i mean let's just say that she left at 6 p.m like they said and and she didn't return the, her body didn't return till six o'clock in the morning that that's a 12 hour gap mm-hmm. where's she at and who's she with you know and like you said the, the guy that owns the property which he is he would be your number one suspect or no, number, number two, two. if right. you're gonna make if you're gonna make a list he's number two he's on number two and the number two suspect is saying that this looks fishy yeah this is suspicious right this it, the, she it but, doesn't look like she would have done that to herself and then let me add this in here where when we talk about the the witness statements Garland Hart. Okay. When he was walking into court on that domestic violence charge, he gives firsthand information on camera. He says, I loved Jessica. Anybody that knows me would know. I could never do that to her. Anybody that's accused me of that. When they see that, it had nothing to do with me as I've been cleared already. I don't, he, he hasn't been cleared because there's been no murder investigation. So we can't believe that statement that he's been cleared. Well, he's cleared. He did say everybody's it, cleared. He did say this, and this is backed up by fact. He said, I willingly went down there myself, meaning the police department because she was my best friend. He goes on to say, I don't expect an apology because it would anger me. The family, the Johnson family, have to have somebody to blame. I understand that. I'll be that dude, but I will never apologize for something I didn't do, especially to somebody that I loved. But listen to this. Listen to this. He also added, but yes, I do feel like something happened to her because I don't think she would have done that to herself. My God, man. Yeah, so the list two, list of suspects, the number two suspect. If yeah, if so you hold your hold he, your fucking horses for a second, because the, the number one guy that you would consider to be the likely killer, number one and number two, both of them are saying this is suspicious. Pee and poop, 
pee and poop, number one and number two, are coming forward and saying, this shit is suspicious. Now, what's what's weird, though, and what's fishy that, that goes back to, mm-hmm. you know, because when I first read those comments that they stated, I'm like, well, maybe they're not guilty of anything because they're call they're they're calling into question calling why this wasn't it. investigated. Yeah. But at the same time, the homeowner, Jesse Isaacs, giving those weird, ever changing answers for why he cannot produce the surveillance footage. Right. If he like you said. If he truly felt that something terrible happened to his friend or somebody that he knew that he was not guilty of, why does that answer change? I'm not blaming him. I'm not saying that he's guilty of something because he doesn't have camera footage to show us. What I'm saying is that he should have a definitive answer, not four different answers for why he can't produce that footage. Yeah, but maybe pee-pee and poo-poo are actually geniuses, right? And this is what I mean by that. They go criminal geniuses they go well we killed her what are we going to do with her well let's let's hang her up on the mailbox and make it look like a suicide why would we do that we're going to leave her on the property that doesn't make any goddamn sense that's why it makes so much sense it'll baffle people's mind and then when they rule it a suicide we're going to be the number one suspects if it's not a suicide and we're going to be the ones that come out and say we think this is kind of fishy genius well and the the other i don't think that's what happened though no but here's what i what i am willing to put my stamp on is that this was a suspicious death should have been treated as such right from the get-go which would have opened up the investigation to all you know and opened up people to questions that weren't asked opened up pieces of the investigation that would fill in the gaps on that timeline that might produce some kind of camera footage that could have produced any number of pieces of evidence to show us what actually did occur that night, what actually did happen to this poor young woman. Yeah. And because it was not looked at that way, because of what I'm going to flat out call, look, I, I wasn't there. Okay. Obviously I wasn't there. So, so you're saying I, you're not a suspect. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that I can't say 110% this is exactly the way it went down. What I can say is from what we can view, what we can find, all the articles, all the information, statements by friends, family, statements by people that you might even consider a suspect. What I can say is that this appears to me that for no other better reason than a lack of effort on the behalf of the police department, yeah, this was not investigated. They did not do their jobs. They didn't do their jobs that day. No. It was just total laziness, complete laziness that led us to not knowing what happened to this poor young woman and, and, and I wanna, it, had they actually treated it for what it is a suspicious death mm-hmm. again that would have opened up investigation what that would have what they would have found shortly into that investigation is that money is believed to have been missing from her person mm-hmm. and i don't know who the best suspects would be if if she were to have been killed by someone 
But at the top of my list would be, well, let's figure out where that money went first or why she doesn't have that money with her. And let's start there and see where the trail leads us. I'm going to do you one better. Yes, I think follow the money, but get the information on the cell phone because we're going to find out real quickly if they're telling the truth that they didn't see her after 6 p.m. Because if you show up to to a house and you're supposed to be hanging out with people and there's rumors that your boyfriend is with some other women and she was like, I'm going to get out of here. Who did she call? She's hanging out with shady people. She's doing drug deals. She is. She has connections. Who did she call? And the guys that she were, she was hanging out with, Pee Pee and Poo Poo, they're, they're bags of turds. But but they might not be guilty of, of right. But they're not. They might not be murderers, drug users, and and so did the people that she contacted. If she did, and she left that property, are they even worse? Did she get herself into a worse situation? And and this should have been investigated, and, and sad it wasn't. Well, and you 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 have to wonder too is is statements by Garland and Jesse. Pointing out that it's a, they believe it to be suspicious, but kind of just leaving it at that. Is that indications that they, maybe who they suspect they might be afraid of? Right. Without, you know, without throwing more, because when I see this picture, what it, what it says to me, it doesn't look like a suicide. It doesn't look like. It doesn't feel that way. No. Yeah. And it doesn't look like an accidental death that was, was staged. What it looks like to me is that something, just like the homeowner said, something happened elsewhere. And then later she was placed there in this manner as some kind of statement or threat to others. This looks and screams to me like a Vlad the Impaler type situation. And again, you're right. The phone would have been their first angle to go with. Such a simple, simplistic idea. Check the phone. See if you can trace her movements. See who she was talking to. And here's another thing, too. If you could have really nailed that time of death, if you could have closed the window and shortened the length of time of the possible time of death, if they could prove that she died before 3.29 a.m., well, then we got a murder here, my friends, because what that means at the very least is that text that was sent to her son at 3.29 a.m. did not come from her. Mm-hmm. Did not come from her. And that means this was a murder. It's been a heated two days in the garage with this case. If you have any thoughts of your own, please go to truecrimegarage.com and leave it on the blog. Until next week, everybody. Be good, be kind, and don't live. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. 
Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.